Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and I'm joined by the fantastic Camille Martin today. Camille is a registered dietitian, public health writer, and former chronic dieter dedicated to helping women quit dieting, set bigger and better goals, reclaim their excitement for life, and lose weight in the process. She spent nearly 25 years of her life on a diet, Wow, I think we can all relate to that. And she's passionate about showing women how to break free from the downward dieting spiral of failure and improve their relationship with food, change their destructive habits and negative thought patterns and lose weight without dieting. She also wants to show women how setting and achieving a big goal that has nothing to do with losing weight is what will help you lose it because the confident, inspired person you become while working toward it naturally, adopts the thoughts and habits consistent with health. She wants to teach you what she learned on her own journey so you can shortcut the process and be on your way to a happier, healthier life, one that's no longer dominated by a desperation to lose weight. Camille is the owner of Love to Lose and lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, with her two daughters and their rescue dogs. Welcome, Camille. Thank you. Magic, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, tell us a little bit about Love to Lose. Sure. Um, Love to Lose is really born out of my whole life, really. My experiences of dieting and trying to lose weight and failing over and over again, which started, my journey started when I was actually 12 years old, which is really young. But I spent the better part of, it really was nearly 25 years dieting, failing, and finally figuring out that diets don't ever work. And that the only way to really change anything about your body or your life really is to come to a place of acceptance and non-resistance towards your body, toward everything about your life. And in doing that, um, releasing the resistance that you've been feeling for so long, things naturally start to change and take on a new creative, um, joyful, inspired energy. And all of that spills over into every aspect of your life, including your health. So my mission really is to spare any woman from going through what I, I have gone through for so many years. Although I know that there are so many women like me who are probably in the midst of that. And I just want to help release women from this dieting prison and this insanity 
I want them to know that they have more to offer this world than to waste, to continue wasting um, another day, another year on their life, on a diet, waste their lives on a diet, trying to find the one that works because none of them actually do work. So that's, that's what it's all about in a nutshell. (laughs) That's fantastic. And I think, you know, looking at my own journey with weight, I never had a weight problem until my teens and then I actually went the other way and was anorexic for so long okay once I had my kids I I realized I didn't have a relationship with myself or food and that Mm -hmm. was my issue and then you know post kids I ballooned to severe morbid obesity and just really struggled when I finally started losing weight I had this wonderful kind of honeymoon period there of being really happy in myself and then menopause Great. got me. <laughs> so I think yeah, there's, a, with- you know, and it kind of went <laughs> back again. I think there's a lot of women that do that kind of roller coaster. They just don't have that relationship with themselves and yes. therefore they don't have the relationship with food. And then mm-hmm. they finally get it right. And it's like, you know, you're close to 50 and bam, hormones change. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you say to people that kind of, get to the point where they realize diets don't work and then their body starts to change because that's a really big thing out there especially with the stress going on it obviously accelerates the menopausal symptoms yeah no definitely well I think the first thing that you have to um the first place you have to get to is a place of acceptance about your body. And that's incredibly difficult when we have been taught and trained and brainwashed to believe that we are not beautiful, that we're supposed to look perfect and flawless. And it's just inescapable. The, um, the poisonous messages that women are faced with constantly. And it's, um, it's incredibly powerful and it's something really to, it's tough to push back on, but you do just have to come to a place. It takes work. It takes, practice it takes um you know a lot of reflection to actually sit down and 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 start to understand why you do the things that you do why you eat the way that you do so for me i was an emotional eater and i still struggle with those tendencies they won't probably ever go away but i didn't realize i was eating emotionally so what i had to do part of my work was to sit down and start saying why I was never getting to the source of the problem. You know, I was always just trying to change what I ate and altering the food and changing the menu and following this diet and that diet. But what I realized is that it's the way that I was eating that was the problem. Um, so filling yourself up with food or any other um, any other sort of fill up source like alcohol or Um, you know, shopping online or whatever, these things that women are gravitating toward, even prescription drugs, um, are a direct result, I believe, of the toxic messages we are getting that we are not enough, that we are constantly feeling like that we're not beautiful, that we have nothing to offer of value, and that we must look perfect. So it's a natural thing to have all of that negativity and that resistance that we have toward our own bodies to push us to do something extreme to make yourself feel better all that resistance so for me it was eating emotionally so once I finally just said you know what um 
I'm, I'm using food in a way that is not um, healthy. So let me investigate that. And then when I was able to go back to my childhood and realize, oh, and now I see where it started and why I started doing these things. So it was a tremendous relief and a huge aha moment to see that there were reasons why I was doing this, because what I had done to that point is shamed myself for, can't you just stop eating? Why can't you just stop eating? Why can't you just, you know, do these X, Y, and Z things? Um, so I think the first step is that women really have to sit down and in a place of self-love, it's so hard and it sounds sort of like woo woo, you know, self-love, let's journal and meditate, but it really is the key starting point. So I think I answered the first part of your question, but the second piece about your body changing, and I'm in menopause now, so I totally get it and I have empathy because things do change. But um, all I can say is, is if you are consistently doing the work to find um, forgiveness for yourself, to find acceptance for yourself and who you are and why you do the things you do instead of shaming yourself and blaming yourself for not being good enough, the transition into menopause and your body making changes and it's natural and it's beautiful, um, it makes it a lot easier because you don't wanna hit menopause and then all of a sudden, you know, shame yourself and blame yourself even more for not looking perfect. So it's, it's a, it's a journey, it's a process, and you just have to commit to the process of really waking up every morning and saying, you know, um, I don't, I'm not going to drop any F-bombs. I totally could, but it's like, I, I'm beautiful, you know, enough already. I'm tired of hearing all of this stuff that's being heaped on me and on you magic on every other woman in the world. And it's enough already. And we need to be out there setting and achieving big, exciting, fulfilling goals that will help change not only our lives, but the rest of the world, instead of all of this crap about how much we weigh and what we look like. So I hope that answered <laughs> your questions. That was great. And I couldn't agree more. Women, you are the nurturers. You are the providers of life. Your bodies are amazing and they do so much. And then when that time comes that you can no longer provide life, you provide for yourself, you provide spiritually for the people around you. And I think that's really important to know that you still are the provider, the nurturer and the creator, but in a very different way. Things mm -hmm. don't stop when your hormones change. Right. Now, That's very beautiful. Yes, thank it's you. true. Thank yeah. you. Camille, what can your expertise do to accelerate health? Now, when we're talking health, we talk emotional, spiritual, and physical. I teach women how to lose weight without dieting because I do think it's important. I realize that women want to lose some weight and shed some weight so that they can feel at home and comfortable in their bodies, which I think is super important. Um, but you know, really the emotional and spiritual piece is what I was just talking about. It is about creating more emotional and spiritual beauty in your life, but it's also, I think the biggest piece is that you have to deal with the trauma of your past. And I don't necessarily mean like, you know, significant um, sexual abuse or anything like that. But what I mean is 
the trauma that has society has placed on us and the trauma that you've inflicted on yourself as a result of those destructive messages. So once you can really drill down and really uncover all of these things and do the work um, emotionally and psychologically and spiritually of dealing with what you've, you haven't really been dealing with up until this point, or even maybe not really noticing. Um, one of the things that I teach women how to do is to deal with their inner critic um, and, and see, you know, magic, a lot of these things we talk about, like the media images of women or the inner critic or meditating and journaling, we all know these things. Um, we know them intellectually, but we don't necessarily either practice them or we're not letting it absorb into our soul that the messages that we get on a daily basis are so overwhelming. So Target now, when I walk in with my uh, teenage daughters, they have all these beautiful images of uh, young girls who are all shapes and sizes and colors and, um, you know, physical features. And it's wonderful. And you're seeing all these changes and that's great. But what we're not dealing with is the effects of all of those images that you've seen until this point in your life have wreaked havoc on your self-esteem. And it, it is so important to deal with that past stuff and really get in there and figure out, you know, how did this affect me? How does it affect how I eat? How does it affect how I show up in the world? How does it affect how I talk to myself? Or, I mean, there was a while and it's still hard for me to be, to be honest, I don't like looking at myself in the mirror. Like if I, I avoid, I would never so much as try on a piece of clothing in a dressing room. I mean, there's no way I would even do that still, which is past trauma from these media messages. So it just infiltrates every aspect of our lives. So long story short, to answer that question, I think one of the biggest things women have to do is, is see what's been happening in the past and, and try to understand how it's affected you and forgive yourself for some of the, you know, some of what's going on in your life. It's not just you, it's outside influences that, um, that you're not really getting, you know, does that make sense? Completely. And for myself, I was left with body dysmorphia after losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight and losing my sense of self. And mm -hmm. Recently, I actually just wrote a practitioner's course on the PNEI of trauma, so the psychoneuroendocrine immunology of trauma. And in doing that, taught a whole lot of practitioners um, new ways of helping their clients get over childhood traumas or what we now know as ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs, adverse childhood relationship experiences. And they're often what are behind our, our dysmorphia and our gains and losses of weight and our loss of sense of self. And it's actually an intricate process of these four systems in your body doing it. So it's not just what you're thinking and feeling, it's the, the flow-on effect that those things have on your health. So I couldn't yeah. agree more. Ladies, gents even out there, you have to release that trauma and you have to do it in a way that stops that constant trigger because that's what it is. It's a constant trigger. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that you're doing that. That's, that's fabulous. I love it. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. Camille, what are your top three tips to creating wealth? We talk wealth here on the podcast, and we're not just talking financial, but also personal and emotional. Hmm. The top three things to create wealth. Okay, so the first one that comes to my mind is laughter. Um, That might sound strange, but being with my two daughters and laughing with them is just like totally rejuvenating. And um, I try to make time every day to just, you know, notice when they're being silly and laugh and instead of not being in the moment. So maybe that would be a good one. Learning how to be in the moment. Um, and just developing a sense of appreciation for everything that you do have. It sounds so like everybody says the same stuff like that, but it really is true to just like look around you where you are. And even if you're having a hard time, there's got to be a few things that you can see in your environment that you appreciate. And then to have a sense of humor about it, if you can, you know, um, so that's first try to be in the moment and laugh more. Um, Another way I think to create wealth is what I'm trying to do here. And every single person, I always say women, because that's who I work with most often, but every woman, every man has the seed of something great inside of them. And to just take one small step toward that, to create something in your life that will help another person, even if it's so small, um, but to just know that you have something great inside of you and to choose something. I always say in my, in my work, setting a big goal that has nothing to do with losing weight is a huge step in the process of actually losing it. Because when you redirect your focus onto something you can create rather than something that you hate about yourself and, you know, that you want to change about yourself um, or what you look like, that is a huge part of what I teach. So laughter, being in the moment, laughing, starting to create something meaningful in your life that a gift that you have to give to the world because everyone has it. And so let's see another way to create wealth. Um, Gosh, how could this be so hard to come up with three things? Wealth, maybe self-care. I mean, I think the wealth that we all get is by putting our energy out into the world. And then what comes back is wealth, you know, so, or it's destruction. So if you're, if you're putting out joyful energy into the world and laughter and self-love, I mean, it's just going to come flooding back to you in all areas, including financial. So um, that's really what I would say. What, what's the energy you're bringing to the world? And listen, I am not over here preaching. I, every single day I have, hardly any patients some days I've, you know, I have a hard, a hard time, like not being a type A psycho and checking off every single thing on my list. And my daughters are over there playing and I could get some sort of joy out of it. And I'm totally ignoring them, but you just have to every day, try to try to determine what, what your energy is that you're putting out in the world and just let it, let it come back to you. So that's what I would say. That is spot on. Like, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> from a, from a type A who has lists in front of her as we oh speak, is like that is spot on. It's a disease. It's a disease. I'm cursed. <laughs> so that is yeah. fantastic tips. And can I just add to that, listeners? Yes. That yes. Some days it's okay to do nothing. 
It's okay, yes, just to take a breath. <laughs> that was it. You stole it. You stole it from me. Yes, because I'm always struggling with that. Like I want to just honestly, magic. The other day, I was so overwhelmed and so over all the stuff I had to do because I have a full time job too, in addition to trying to start this business. But um, literally, I got on the couch. And I sat down and I watched Netflix and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to beat myself up about it. I turned my phone off and I watched Netflix. So there, you know, I mean, we, we can't be so hard on ourselves. I agree. Totally. I did that last night. I went on my sunrise <laughs> walk because listeners, that is part of what you should do for your health, create a morning routine. We'll talk about that nice. more in yeah. another episode, but I went on my sunrise walk. Then I did some work. Then I went on another walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I got the kids takeaway and I watch Netflix. Good. It Good was time for, for me. Yes, it is. Yeah. Women don't take time for themselves. We're always like depleting ourselves, doing everything for everyone else. And, and the worst part about all that to me, magic is not that we're taking care of everyone else and not necessarily ourselves as much, but that we feel bad about it when we do, you know? That's that's what's wrong. We shouldn't feel bad about taking a nap or taking a break or yeah, don't clean your kitchen, don't clean your house, just sit down and relax. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what I actually watched on Netflix because I can't remember, but I do remember <laughs> that I filed my nails, played with the cat, nice. and uh, you know, I just relaxed and I had a great night's sleep because I had let go of my own expectations of the expectations of others of having to be on all the time and you know listeners you need to do that for yourself and for me that's one key way that I create wealth is by giving myself time to just do nothing I actually put it in my diary because I am type a as do nothing (laughs) okay I love that I'm I'm taking that I'm going to put in my calendar don't do nothing check. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we talk about weight loss here. I actually prefer to call it weight release because I think what you lose, you gain back from my own experience as well. So we know that stress is a major factor in weight problems. What was the trigger for you with your own weight battle? And then what did you do to circumvent the stress patterns? Um, let's see. Well, so the triggers that I used to have are still the same triggers I have today, which are, um, probably a lot of it is environmental and I've managed to successfully take control of my environment so that like my kitchen is set up so that I'm not staring at all kinds of unhealthy stuff. It's not a complete disorganized mess. Your environment is hugely important to manage Um, triggers for eating. And we could talk about that more if you wanted to, but stress for me um, is, it's actually not so much stress. For me, it was sort of feeling down or lonely or um, food eating to me, my emotional eating was more about filling up like a feeling of love and comfort, you know? Um, so it's not so much stress eating for me when I'm really busy. I don't eat as much cause I'm just going, 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 but, um, everyone's emotional eating tendencies are different. So, um, if you're a stress eater, 
you just have to find a way to manage the stresses that are unique to you. So if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you don't have a, anything planned out and your kitchen is a mess, it's not that you don't have enough willpower. You're just not taking control of your environment effectively and you can change that. Um, so yeah, my, my stress uh, triggers are probably not being organized or feeling feeling alone, really feeling lonely. My kids get, I'm divorced. So they stay with their dad every other weekend. And when they leave, I mean, I'm, you know, I do immediately think, well, I'll just, you know, make something to eat and sit in front of the TV and eat that. That was my thing. So I know how to, I know that that's coming. I know that it's going to hit me. And so I just try to have something planned that I can keep keep doing like a project or something or get back to work or go take a walk or do something productive. So when you know that those times are coming up, that the kids aren't there. Yeah. What do you do to stop that stress pattern? Well, I, I, I make um, a schedule of things that I want to get done. And this is just me, my type A personality. That's what works for me. So um, it might not be the same for, for someone else. But so what I do is I have a, a list of projects. I mean, I've always got work to do. So, but if I don't want to like get in that space of being stressed about work and then maybe eating because I feel stressed, I try to do a creative project, like, um, you know, either reorganize my closet or plant some flowers on my patio. I just did that a couple weeks ago. Um, or, you know, call a friend, go go for a walk with a friend, something that is uplifting to me that fills me up spiritually um, or makes me feel creative is, is a good one for me. So it, it just depends on the person. You have to find what, you have to identify your trigger, your emotional eating trigger, and then whatever that is, you know, do something to fill that void without food. Folks, there's your mic drop moment. Fill that <laughs> void, find that trigger and don't just go to food. Right, right. And then what I do want to say also, when you start um, releasing all of that resistance towards yourself and your body and you quit being so hard on yourself. So this is what happened to me when I decided I couldn't take it anymore. I'm not going to diet anymore. I can't do this anymore. It is, it's killing me. I had an eating disorder and I literally sat down one day crying and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I would rather at that point quit dieting and have the possibility of gaining weight than to continue with the torture. So I really did think, I said to myself, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat Whenever I want, I'm going to eat as much as I want. If I don't want to work out, I'm not going to. If I want to take a walk, I will. But the most interesting thing happened is that I did not gain weight. In fact, I started losing weight. And the reason why is that all of that resistance that I was feeling was gone. So when I would normally sit down with a pint of ice cream in front of the TV and just eat it and, and not even know what happened 10 minutes later, I allowed myself to do that, but it just wasn't like this. It wasn't this push pull, like I'm trying not to. And then I went full force into it. I ate a little bit of ice cream and I was fully present in the moment with no um, judgment or shaming. And I was like, you know what? I really don't want to eat all of this. It, it's not really making me feel that great. So what I was just going to say is if there's a time when you do feel stressed and you're eating, it has been your go-to. 
it's okay to allow yourself to sit down and maybe eat some cookies and just say, you know what, I'm going to actually, it's good because you can think you can sit there and pay attention to your thoughts when you're not trying not to so hard. You can actually sit down, get your ice cream and start eating it, but pay attention to what you're thinking. And that's what helps you make the changes, you know? So the main thing is don't beat yourself up all the time and release the resistance any way that you can. Wonderful. That is fantastic. Now, Camille, we like to offer the listeners a freebie here because this is all about giving, about building people up and allowing them to create a magical life. So what freebie can you offer our listeners? Oh, I have a good one. If you go to my website at CamilleMartinRD.com, Um, I have a free guide to setting up your ultimate weight loss kitchen. So as I said a few minutes ago, that your environment is hugely important to your success. And the problem is, is that your environment's always pushing you to do what you do every single day, but you're just not noticing it because you're so used to looking at the same environment. But in this guide that I offer, um, it'll show you how to basically set your kitchen up so that it helps make decisions for you so that you're not always having to use willpower. So um, you can go there. There are several buttons, places where you can say, you know, sign up to get the free guide. But it's actually CamilleMartinRD.com slash kitchen dash guide. And you can sign up um, and get the free guide. So, yeah. Sounds great. I think I'll go download it myself. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Now, Camille, people can find you on Instagram at Camille underscore Martin underscore RD and Facebook Camille Martin RD. I really thank you for your time. I know it's hectic for you at the moment. You've just moved and (laughs) listeners, I need to tell you what I can see behind (laughs) Camille. I can see Uh two little people and a dog. Oh, I, I put my kids out on our patio and I did, I failed to realize that you can actually see them out on the patio. I told them you are not allowed to come in here for an hour, not even to go to the bathroom. So they'll be relieved that I'm finished. <laughs> they've done very well and they've been very entertaining. And, yeah. you know, I think they're so lucky to have you as a mom to teach them Aww. that their body is just, it's just a physical thing. It's not the sum of who you are. and no. You know, what I've gotten from talking to you for this past half hour is that your physical is just one part. How you think, how you feel, how you treat others, how you treat yourself is part of who you are. And, you know, that's a really important message. And I guess that's why you love to lose because you understand who you are. That's right. Yeah, we all, um, yeah, we're not our bodies, contrary to what culture tells us, but we're all beautiful. We all really and truly, we are all beautiful and we have something to offer the world. Every single person does. And it's a tragedy for any woman or man to be wasting literal years of their lives trying to perfect their bodies it just doesn't matter you want to feel good in your body you want to feel 
um, peaceful and yeah, but you have so much more to offer the world. So that's, that's my mission. And I'm so grateful for, um, for you having me on. I've so enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate, um, I love talking with you. I love your mission too. And, and thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Been my absolute pleasure. I think we've got so much more to explore. So yeah, uh, maybe come back on again. That would be great. I've, I would love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Listeners, this was your episode 78, Love to Lose with Camille Martin. In episode 79, we have Jeff Teresi coming and he is talking about cultivate, create and connect. So that will be your next episode. For now, listeners, thank you for your time and go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.